Okay, so hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Default Global. This is where we connect with global first entrepreneurs and remote work experts from all around the world to share their experiences and knowledge. Our guest today is Balash Parachai, founder and CEO at the Source Code Agency. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. Sure. Uh, and before we start, could you maybe provide some to, to our audience uh, with, with a brief overview of your career journey, maybe highlighting the key milestones that led you to, to become this uh, sourcing leader, advisor, and even trainer in the tech industry? Right. Okay. So whoo, um, I try to be quick, right? Sure. <laughs> How much time do we have? Wait. Ah, take um, your time. <laughs> <laughs> so I started like 20 years ago, um, you know, in Hungary at the time on the local market, being a local researcher. And, and I'm always saying that I'm one of those people who are lucky enough that I didn't have to progress into a recruiter role. So when I was a researcher, you know, I was able to naturally progress into, uh, you know, like a leadership positions in, in research and in sourcing. And then, you know, around 2000, what was that? 10, 2013, around that time, we understood that sourcing has actually become mainstream. So I found myself doing sourcing leadership positions at, you know, on the corporate side and I was on agency side or recruitment process outsourcing side. And then I was growing my career or my career was growing me uh, till the moment when I was uh, a global sourcing VP, vice president for one of the largest RPO companies on the globe. And, and at the end of that employment, I, I decided to open my own boutique consultancy. So since then, I'm, I'm helping companies to build and, you know, like to maximize their sourcing efficiency and sourcing capabilities. And that's what we do. So we do consultancy, we do um, training, we do technology support, technology um, consultancy, and all sorts of things. Um, and with, with over, like you said, over 20 years of experience in sourcing and talent acquisitions, yeah, you, you, you've become this uh, global recognized leader in, in this field, right? But still, you touched this a bit, but can you share some insights into what inspired you to enter the world of sourcing? Oh, yeah, that's that's interesting. So, um, yeah, it's 20 years. I know I look much younger. Uh, <laughs> and that's why you were asking this question, right? Um, but it is 20 years. And I need what is most interesting or inspiring that still today I'm, I'm so passionate about this whole thing. Um, so why sourcing? Because sourcing is a blend of uh, various skills and skill sets and capabilities that you have to apply. So it's not just that you have to search and for searching, you have to you know, use a really smart um, intelligence to be able to find all of those people. But also so you have to search, you have to understand markets, you have to learn about markets, you have to learn about you know, positions and, you know, and, and careers. And then, then you have to engage with these, with these people. And I, I think I'm a hunter and I like to, you know, I like to, to hunt candidates. I like this, you know, this first, first engagement act, you know, when we, when we reach out to someone and we try to, try to move them in, we try to like, like get them. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the end to end sourcing process is still interesting. Now, on this level that I work today is we really deal with strategies of companies. So we think about that how you know uh, how a global company can can really extend or 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 enhance or evolve their like 
like holistic talent sourcing um, platform or, 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 or powerhouse. So what else can they do to, to bring them in, bring in more qualified and, you know, and more skilled talent into the, your selection process? And that's sometimes, you know, direct sourcing, that's sometimes like this head hunting type of things. But sometimes advertisement, sometimes talent pooling, sometimes referrals, sometimes, you know, like, like what can be changed in the process and the operations to, to just make it, you know, just run it more efficiently and more productively. So yeah, that's, I guess that's why I'm here. Sounds good. And, you know, I, I interviewed thousands of recruiters, thousands of sourcers, uh, and, but I, I, I'm curious to hear your opinion on that. So in your opinion, what qualities make a person a good sourcer and recruiter? Well, that's a great question. Um, when it comes to the sourcer, when it comes to sourcing, right? So, so usually when you go to a conference, a sourcing conference, you will hear that Search is passe, that's old school, you know, that will be automated by AI, but engagement is the, you know, is the new sexy, which is partly true. But I probably would still say that the search part is, is crucial. I mean, the way how a sourcer um, should be able to find information. And when we say information, don't only think about people, right? Like candidates, but also think about all sorts of intelligence. And sourcers, have to have this this capability to you know it's a really high level cognitive capability to put together a piece of information and to go after a certain lead and to come up with you know with with something more meaningful so it's not just how we find data but how we interpret data and how we put together the whole whole, whole picture and certainly engagement is really really core so that's you know that's sort of like still sourcing i do believe that a good sourcer is someone who can search and who can engage, you know, who can who can be really strong with emailing, but also engagement on the phone, you know, when they reach out to a candidate. Now, a recruiter on top of all of it, you know, they have to have extremely strong project management skill sets. Um, so you run a process, you know, and you have to know always where you are and what the next step is and, you know, who should be involved and you have to manage various stakeholders, your candidates, HR, hiring managers, everyone's boss, you know, like, it's a complex project management, and then you may manage 20 positions at the time or 40 positions. So, you know, it can be really complex. But also on top of this, you have to be an extremely good, you know, client manager. So you have to be able to run it in a way that you try and please every stakeholder across the whole process. Now, that's not easy because, uh, because you know, if you think about recruitment, the challenge is, from the recruiter perspective, is that usually in every job, you can overperform yourself. In recruitment, it's difficult to overperform yourself because if you have one headcount, you will hire one person. I mean, you cannot hire 1.2 people, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's that. So, you know, if you're a salesperson, of course you can overperform your numbers, but if you're a recruiter, it's difficult to overperform. When you hit your target, that's, you know, that's run zero. That's that's the bare minimum. You know, that's the baseline. And that's why it's a really challenging job. Now, on top of all of it, both for sourcer and recruiter, you see, I mean, it's obvious, right? But but there, there is a like a growing, increasing need for all sorts of digital capabilities and, and skills. And that's unfortunately 
I think our global market is still not really strong yet. Um, and I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be bad or I don't want to be judging or I don't want people to think like, oh, he's, you know, he's talking from, you know, from a really high standpoint. No, I'm, that's not me. I train recruiters a lot. And because I train recruiters, I see that sometimes it's, it's like it's this digital like shift is still quite challenging, you know, for them to understand that something that they do manually can be done done by a certain piece of software or application. And, you know, and we have to give power to robots, you know, and to technology to, to, to run the processes rather than us doing everything ourselves. So it's still it's still a work in progress. And in one of your interviews, uh, you you mentioned that we should shift from searching for people to engaging them, right? Uh, can you talk more about that? How has the role of engagement grown in importance in recruiting, I guess, field? Right. Talk more so, about that? well, I can I can answer it. You know, like small and big, but let me try to go middle, <laughs> big enough. So, um. So with the growth of online presence or digital footprint of everyone, it has become easier to find people, okay? If you want to find uh, a pharmacologist, whatever, you will find a few for sure. If you want to find engineers, you know, there are platforms where you will find engineers. So that, that, that looks easy or easier on the surface. I joined the time recruiting, you know, like back to 2004, three, when, you know, there was no LinkedIn, there was, uh, there was no, there was no Facebook. There was, you know, like, like, yeah. I mean, imagine that time. It was, it was Google, I assume, right? So, you know, so I, I joined that time when we still had to use the phone to reach out to people, right? So that time, 20 years ago, um, the, the the degree or the amount of data that was that was available was minimal you know some people active job seekers you know they applied into job boards so we were able to search within the cv uh, libraries but that's it you know and people applied to to job posting and you know often we were posting in newspapers uh, i know you guys know this you know story from old people like me but oh, i remember the time you know when we were yes sure <laughs> but it was still in a lifetime, right? So it, it was still, still there. Now, from that moment, you know, like moving into into the first, the first, like you know, but internet, you know, like made a hit, and then the social media made, you know, a next hit, right? So it's like a evolution like this, you know, like no no data and then internet data and like web data, right? And then you know social media data, and then you move on and move on and move on. Um, so since LinkedIn, for instance, has become mainstream. When in countries like, you know, like even in Italy, Hungary, you know, Ukraine, even in Asia, right, Indonesia, when LinkedIn has become the ultimate go-to platform for sourcing and recruiting, you know, since then, we believe that finding someone is not that difficult. Yeah, you can find people on LinkedIn. But still, the question is whether you can find everyone or whether the people that you can find, you know, whether you can make a hire or not. And what we see now is that because finding like the search part has become easier, I think it's not easy, but it's probably easier. Because of that, you know, like more and more recruiters use these platforms 
And because of that, certainly that the level of uh, of outreach messages and you know like level of engagement actions that that significantly have have grown. So nowadays, uh, an engineer <laughs> easy, um, or it's a few months before, right? Because now the market's a little bit different. But a few months ago, maybe last year, it was normal. It was quite quite regular that let's say a software engineer or a DevOps engineer would receive at least five, six, seven, even more emails per day from various recruiters. And we just cannot imagine that that you know that that volume that you know you have a job and then you receive what like you know like like six, seven times five, you know, 35, 40, 50 emails, 50 job offers every week. Can you imagine that? That's 200 a month <laughs> and you have only one life, you know, and you don't want to change your job every month. And this is, this is unbelievable. This is, this is insane. And because of this volume that, you know, engineers or, or, or not only engineers, you know, like all sorts of professionals, like that they witness what they see in their inboxes, because of this volume, engagement has certainly become really critical. Like, what will I do? What, how will I write my email? that will make sure that the engineer or my candidate will reply to me. How can I stand out over the crowd? You know, what is the, what is the best subject line to, 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 to put to my email that will make sure that my candidate will, will see my subject line? Because if you receive, you know, 10 emails per day, that's, you know, like that's, that's, that's an insane amount of, you know, like, like, like spam or, or, or trash that, you know, come to your face. So that's why we say that engagement has become really critical. It's a really noisy bird. I guess that's why. Okay. Uh, and like you mentioned, sourcing is evolving, right? With all those technology, um, and you have mentioned increasing adoption in various like industries in your previous uh, interviews. Uh, what are your predictions then for the future of talent sourcing, particularly in terms of yeah technology? And yes, I'm talking about AI as well, about automation and so on. You touched this a bit that it will be automated, but still uh, human touches will human touch will be like still important like maybe in five years from now or the sourcing part will be completely replaced with like a super clever ai bot that knows better than like a sorcerer like uh, how to reach that specific person so yeah um to be honest it's really difficult to 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 guess you know what's coming i mean I, uh, you remember right at the beginning of this year when ChatGPT hit the market, and and to be honest, I mean prior to that we were hearing about AI and you know and ch even chatbots, right, a lot. But if I can be, I'm be really honest. I was not prepared for something so developed and so intelligent than ChatGPT that time. I was like. Oh wow! <laughs> What's this? Like, look at this UFO, right? Like, oh, like, 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 where did they hide it before? And and I was really shocked, like how how extremely like developed or you know like like advanced that technology is. Now, when you use ChatGPT, right? And I will use this analogy for sourcing. Um, for instance, you know, you want to write something. You know, you write an article. Yes, you can go to ChatGPT and you can say, hey, write me an article about this and it will write you something. But it, it, it's on you 
whether you are happy with that one or not, whether you want to make any any changes or not, whether you accept the tone of of that article as yours or not, right? And the way I work with ChatGPT is that I get that I I tell him what I tell him, well I call him, right? Um, <clears throat> that's a game, right? <laughs> Every, everything that has, has no gender, that's a him for me. Um, so I call him, I tell him that, okay, write me this. And then, and then I read it. And then I say, okay, fine. You know what? Um, I want you to correct these points. I want you to, for instance, less use less complex wordings because I'm not native in English and I don't want my audience to immediately spot that I'm using ChatGPT for my articles. Um, you know, so, so you start working with, with the technology. And I think that's where human, like human power, human intelligence will be needed. So, you know, putting together a Boolean string or running uh, automated searches on LinkedIn, yes, that probably will happen and will come to place really soon. But the way how you instruct those searches, you know, the way how you will tell these systems that, you know what, okay, so far we've been searching this and now we are going to search that. And I want you to, you know, listen to me. And you know, instead of these words, you know, let's 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 try to find those. Um, at least based on my current understanding, which you know, like, so I'm not a magician, right? But at least based on this one, I believe this is going to happen soon. And also, what you know, because the other thing is, is for instance, matching matching technologies. And matching technologies have been on the market for at least for 10 years, maybe you know, even more. You know, like companies like TextKernel or, or Duxtra at the really beginning of this whole story. And they were like parsing, parsing technologies. You know, they they have been working hard, like eightfold, like to build a matching, a matching technology in a way that I put a job spec there. And I tell you, okay, I want you to find these type of candidates. And then, you know, the, the technology would, based on the job spec, would find the right people. But, but so far, these technologies, I mean, they are partly reliable and partly, you know, like, like they're not sophisticated enough. Now, will ChatGPT or AI or, you know, will that overcome like this this gap like will that happen that these matching engines will be really sophisticated and we really understand if someone is a you know whatever technology is related to that one so if if this is not you know present in the cv but that one is present it can be still good for us if and you know and this is just one example right so it's just, like you have to see it in a really wide complexity so whether this will happen soon or not i don't know probably it will and in that case, like a degree of matching will certainly come into play. Now, whether we will blindly accept everything that the technology brings to us or not, that's the second question. You know, if you search on, if you fly to somewhere, if you, you know, are looking for an, a flight, a flight ticket, you know, and if you search on Google, do you trust the very first result? Do you trust the, the Google ad? I mean, some people do, right? But but do you bit, right? Or you rather go through the results, you know, like, and you want to make your own decision. You know, you use these technologies to get some input, you know, to get insights, to speed up the search process. But I think, you know, we are still needed. And 
hopefully this will stay there for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and I cannot agree more with you. Frank is speaking at Golby. We, we tried to replace initial sourcing with AI based on ChatGPT. We build our own system, matching system, scoring system. And guess what? We 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 failed. <laughs> we we received tons of tons of you know ridiculous results. Like uh, right. uh and but what we what we did, we basically uh didn't replace the first initial step of sourcing with ChatGPT, but we uh, replaced the second step, uh, meaning in terms of in internal or external sourcing, we still use sourcers who are just, you know, adding those guys to our uh, database. Those guys that are really good, you know, who really have good profiles and, and we're taking into consideration all red flags that we have here but the second step like uh, filtering uh the best of the best you know that's where this scoring right. <clears throat> really works uh yeah. really works so right. I, you know, I agree with you once uh i think it was john thompson probably so once he I, I will never forget that one like he, he rarely posts anything on facebook but and that was a long time ago it was a single random post from him asking that, hey guys, just a random question. Like, so if I compare like today, 20 years ago in recruiting, you know, like today we have all of these brilliant technologies, you know, we have social media, we have LinkedIn, we have automation, we have parsing, matching, you know, like, wow. So tell me how the hell the time to fill is still the same number. <laughs> And that was that That's was true. the bottom line That's question. Why true. the hell he didn't use hell? That's me. Why the time to fill is still the same number? And and I think this is the only right question that we need to ask from ourselves. It's not a question whether AI will replace whatsoever. The question is that you know, like, will this make our life easier, or will just will this just modify the way we mm -hmm. live? And I think it won't make, won't make our life easier. It will make some steps easier, but it will yeah. just change the way we recruit. So yeah. when you think about LinkedIn, you know, I mean, think about that. I mean, you were around, right? Like you are not that young, right? I mean, you are young, but not that young. I mean, you remember when life, when there was no LinkedIn, right? And then LinkedIn came in and it was a big boom. And it was like, oh my gosh, is LinkedIn your next CV? Is your digital CV? And we were so excited about all of these things. Like, oh, you will never, ever anymore write a CV. Oh my God, you know, like that. And then, and then what's happened? Yeah, you have LinkedIn. Probably 85% of the profiles are, are broken, like uh, are, are really enigmatic, you know, really missing information. If you go to the tech world, like those people, usually they don't fill out your LinkedIn profile. If you go to engineering, they don't give a she's about LinkedIn. You know, like if you go for for certain industries like healthcare, for instance, you know they are not even on LinkedIn. So, you know, it's what I always like to say, and I promise I I, I let you ask the question. But recruiting is changing primarily because we follow the way how people change. And, and that's why we change. If people would have the same life, if people would still look for a job in the newspaper, we would still post the jobs in the newspaper because that's what they use. 
But we are always in a certain reactive mode. And, you know, we always follow the trends of people, well, of us, you know, because we are also people. But the way how we live and the trends that, that impact our life. And once talent acquisition understands these, these key influencers, then we make a jump. That, that's what we do, actually, I think. Yeah. Um, so I still have a bunch of questions, Frank is speaking, but, <laughs> but we're running out of time. So I'm most sorry. likely we should do round two. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's been a, you know, a fantastic discussion. Uh, and I would like to thank you for sharing your valuable insights today. And as we conclude, uh, do you have any final thoughts or advice for maybe recruiters because for recruiters, for recruitment agencies, as like you mentioned, it's 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 a, it's a tough time, right? So, what what suggestion, what advice uh, uh, can you give them? Right, I would say two things. Yes, well, three. First, it's tough times, so don't deny it. I I really see it on a global scale. We have clients everywhere, and it is a tough time. So when when you see you know, like when you see recruiting agencies or RPO companies being massively impacted, you know that this will be a tough time. So I would, I suggest always two things. One is that you have to start working on your personal brand. I know that this is difficult for most recruiters. I don't know why, but it's difficult, but they have to start working on their personal brand. They have to get used to the fact that they go to LinkedIn and they share a personal story. It's not that difficult, but they still struggle. Second is that you have to understand that technology will not go away. You may go away, you may be fired, you know, you may be made redundant, but technology will not go away. So if you, you know, if your Chrome browser is still empty and you don't use any extension, well, then change it. Because you know, you will become like, I mean, you know, which you know, when we were children right you and i and we went to the you know to a government office and we saw all of those old ladies in the government offices you know we always said oh this old maria she's so old school now we are that old school when we are not following the trends you know when i see a recruiter in the age of 40 and they are using edge without any extension i'm like <laughs> i'm like this is impossible like how can you live like that so these two, work on your personal brands, start doing that, and to get used to the digitalization and you know all of these toys and tools and technology. Thank you. Thank you for sharing yeah, your you. insight. Uh, that was quick and fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we wish you and your company all the best in your journey. Uh, and I really hope that there will be a round two because for some reason I prepared all those questions, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see. I'm, I'm here. I'm happy to do a round two. Thank you so see much. You.